morning, everybody. Uh, it's good to see you all this morning. Um, if you're joining us on YouTube, welcome. Um, if you're watching later on YouTube, welcome. Um, have a sort of, um, I often think, you know, we, we talk about God working outside time, and I guess that means that if you're joining us 10 years from now, then you're, you're with us as far as God's concerned. So uh, it's good to have you with us. Um, our service this morning is being led by Jenny Travis. Um, I think we're all looking forward to, to hear what God's got to say to us this morning through her. So, um, yeah, it's good, good to have you with us. And I will hand over to uh, Jenny. Thank you, Andy. Our call to worship this morning. The Lord our God calls us to worship. We are called to gather together to raise our hearts, minds and voices to the Holy One. Come praise the Lord, all you people. Offer this time to the one who calls us by name. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for a faith that is more of an adventure, more of a journey than an arrival, more of a question than an answer. May we live within the dynamism of belief that takes us and shares us with experiences yet unknown. Parts to what is yet to be. That stirs our souls with longing and intent. Thank you for a journey that is open to renewal, willing to journey that dares to believe that not all things stay the same and that you, O God, are in the changing. Lord, fear can prevent us from spreading your good news or from responding to your call to do something different. Fear of being unpopular, fear of being inadequate, fear of having to give up possessions, fear of losing people we love. Fear of losing friendships. Fear of hard life changes. Fear of becoming something different. We are sorry, Lord, for giving in to our fears. We're sorry for allowing social or family pressures to influence our decisions. Help us to respond to your call without hesitation. Help us to lean on you. Help us to trust in you. Help us to learn from you. Help us to follow you. Lord, help us to spread the good news. We ask this in your powerful name. Amen. Rona and David are going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen. 
It's uh, time now to celebrate birthdays together. So if you're uh, if you're on Zoom and you've got a birthday coming up this week, give me a wave. I'm on gallery view, so I can see whether or not Josh is waving. There he is. Um, if you're on YouTube, text birthday birthday to. No, I'm kidding. We haven't set that up yet. Um, anyone other than Josh this week? Just Josh. Okay, doc. Josh, I apologise for the state of my singing. Um, uh, Mark as well. Mark, it was your birthday. It was your birthday on Friday, Mark, wasn't it? Happy birthday for Friday, Mark. I'm sorry, I uh, I didn't send you a message. I was um, slightly um, preoccupied, I'm afraid. But um, I hope you had a good day. Josh, when's your birthday? Is it tomorrow. Tuesday. 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 Happy birthday for Tuesday, Josh. Hope you have a good day. Any others? No? Okay, going once. Going twice. Here we go then. I want to say happy birthday to Mark and then Josh. I'm going to do them in, in chronological order. Mark being the ancient one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mark and Josh. Happy birthday to you. Many happy returns, gents. Um, as I said already, I hope you have a good day. But yeah, I do. I hope you have a good day. <laughs> I had a good day. Brilliant. Good to hear, Mark. Is it time we're going to carry on with our service now? I'm, I'm sort of slightly lost because it's me again now, isn't it? I'm, I'm doing the first reading. Um, Jenny, do you want to introduce the reading or do you want me just to crack on with it? You can just crack on with it. All right, thank you. <laughs> so the first reading um, comes from Psalms, uh, Psalm 62. Uh, it starts at verse 5 on to verse 12. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. The second reading is from Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Jesus announces the good news. After John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And then Jesus calls his first disciples. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. 
Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send out, send you out to fish for people. At once, they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Amen. Thank you, Andy, and thank you, Maggie. This morning's reading from Mark is one we've heard many times before. It's a familiar and beloved story of the church, the story of Jesus calling the fishermen to follow him. It's often preached on in churches, and you may have often reflected on it yourself in Bible study and prayer. It's both a challenging and an encouraging passage. I think I've told you before that often when I read a Bible passage, I imagine who I would be in the story. My focus with this story has been on the fishermen. I'm not Jesus, and therefore I think I must be a fisherman, a disciple of Jesus. I hope that I am right in labelling myself that way. I try to learn all I can about what this reading is teaching me about my discipleship. For example, to listen for God and his call upon us, a God who calls fishermen in the middle of their working week whilst mending the nets. And also, also the lesson to listen out for God in the unexpected times and places, in the stranger passing by. My habit of placing myself in the story isn't a very bad one, but it does need challenging. And this week it has been when I realised for the first time that I've overlooked one person in this reading. There is Jesus, there is the fisherman and John. At the very beginning of this reading today, we are told after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus proclaims the good news and declares the kingdom has come near at a time of darkness for one man. Jesus stated there was no one greater than John. Jesus isn't at the prison ministering to John. He is in Galilee calling others to follow him, to become disciples, fishers of men. Thinking about this puzzles me. God allowing this man who had responded to God's call, who had done so much to prepare the way for Jesus and the kingdom, to be left to be executed in such a horrible manner. It puzzles me and it makes me ask questions. And from that, I realised that this reading is so very apt for us and our times. Times which have been, are terrible and tragic for many as they find themselves imprisoned, isolated in their own homes or care homes, shut off from what they know losing their jobs, their health, their loved ones, their lives. This time is also a time which God remains close to us, a time when the good news is still declared. Knowing of both the suffering and the good news can be a struggle, a struggle to see sometimes how the good news is reflected in a world 
where horrific things are happening around us, to us. This juxtaposition quite rightly forces us to ask questions of our beliefs, our faith, our understanding of our theology. And that is what many have been doing. Where is God in all this? Where is God in the pandemic? Where is God when creation is being destroyed? Where is God when UNICEF are feeding our children? These questions come not only from within our churches, but by those who up till now never considered God at all. This questioning is a good thing. Remember, the opposite of faith isn't doubt, it's certainty. If we didn't question, how are we actively reflecting and growing as disciples? How are we actively struggling as Jacob did with God? Of course, it may mean we too walk away limping, but it also means we too will receive our blessing. We may never get the answers to all our questions. When people ask, how can God let these things happen in their lives? The honest answer is often, we don't know. But at least we can say we grappled with the question. We reflected on it. We kept faith in still journeying with God, even as we realise that we don't have a definitive answer for every question. Unless we are very conceited, we all realise we're not God. We don't know why God does all the things he does, or even why God allows us to do all the things that we do. The news of John puts the rest of the reading into this context of struggle, suffering, questioning, and even death. Some biblical commentators suggest that Jesus starts his ministry now as John is imprisoned and sentenced to be executed because Jesus knows it foreshadows his own death. How long will he have before he suffers the same fate? Indeed, the passage has an undercurrent of tension and urgency. The phrase, and immediately, is found twice in it, reflecting this urgency. And Jesus' own words speak of time as a kairos, the right time or the crisis moment. The time is now. It is to this context that Jesus calls the disciples to follow him in bringing the kingdom. This context has many parallels with ours, both in the sorrow, the questioning, and in the message that the kingdom is near. Follow me in this kairos time of action and change. It is the context we are called to follow Christ in, to use the gifts, the skills we have, just as Jesus called the disciples to use their skills in new ways and new places. We too are called to use our skills and gifts in new ways to work with God in building his kingdom, the new normal. This discipleship may well not be in the traditional way or the traditional places. The fishermen left behind a whole lot of things to follow Jesus, taking very little with them, it seems. In following Jesus, we are called to be like the fishermen, to leave behind what we know, what we understand, the places where we are comfortable and journey with an open heart and willing soul to follow Christ. I wonder how the pandemic has shifted our understandings and our priorities. I wonder what we might let go of to join the adventure of faith today.
If we have to be open like the fishermen to learn new ways, we also need not feel we have to get it all right. As my children's teachers in primary school used to say, mistakes are our friends. Indeed, the disciples show us again and again that not understanding God, getting it wrong, even walking away, isn't the disaster we might fear. God never gives up on them, nor abandons them, and he won't do that to us either. The disciples' example is not one of perfection, but of a willingness to serve God and to move and to keep on the journey with him. As we try to make sense of these difficult times, as we try to see our way forward as disciples and a church, we are to remember disciples are learners following their teacher, their rabbi. As followers of Jesus, it is right to continue to learn. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. But this doesn't happen instantly. Quite the opposite. We will die before we know it all. That's why it's reassuring to know that God looks at the heart, our hearts. Salvation is not some sort of intelligence test or quiz. God's power is made perfect in weakness. God uses ordinary people like the fishermen. He can use ordinary people like us too, if our hearts and attitudes are right. In our reading, the disciples are starting a new way of life. Jesus' invitation to change is vividly expressed. Follow me or come behind me, he says. And we have a wonderful and inspiring image of this little group making their way behind their new leader to start fishing for people. We had no idea where the journey would take them, but it was the beginning of something radically different. This is the challenge for us today, to follow Jesus, to leave one place for another, to adapt to meet the new and unknown, to relearn how we are disciples, how we are to use our gifts and skills, the kingdom and God, how we're called to be church, to love our neighbour and loving God. I think the resources it takes in these days to do that are immense. We truly have to step out in faith and place the things in God's hands more than ever before. To be like the disciples, following and believing, Jesus would guide them where they needed to go and provide for their needs on the way. When we are in times of darkness, Christ comes with good news. He holds out his hands to us and he asks us to follow him, to fish. In the crisis time, to bring others peace, love, comfort, hope and even joy. To bring the good news. Amen. And now we're going to listen sing our our first song for the morning, I Surrender All. So yeah. 
Pray for a global for those who stand for us in this global fight against the COVID-19 virus. We pray for everyone standing today in our hospitals, in our care homes, in our shops, everywhere where the fight is on. We pray in particular for the UK at the moment. As we're in a period of rising cases and death rates. And we pray that we all will stand in that fight. In what we do, in how we behave, and how we help 
to remove this from us. We give, give thanks, Lord, that erase our falling. And we pray and we ask, Lord, that they are not falling quick enough. We pray for hope to shine on the world and to do so daily. To remind us that this will come to an end. Let our days get brighter as the sun stays in the sky longer and comes earlier. We pray with thanks for the world and the US inauguration happened peacefully and that that nation can now focus on the job in hand. And we pray for the people across the world affected by weather this week. We pray for those in our country who are affected by the flooding. Many of these areas have been very local to us. And we give thanks. On the whole, the flood defences is held against the storm. Probably a lot closer than we think. But those who fight on our behalf stood the ground and held. We give thanks for those who work on our behalf. We pray today, Lord, for those in our prayers this week, the Thomas Risley page, in our prayers personally. And in the moment, Let's take the time, time to pray for those in our hearts and minds. Lord, we stand with you. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ron. And we're going to sing again now, I Will Offer Up My Life. I will offer up my life in spirit and truth, pouring out the oil of love as my worship to you. 
Jenny. Thanks Tim for doing the songs um, and Colin for doing the the Bible reading words. Um, We're going to join together uh, and say the grace in a minute but before we do just a reminder that the prayer breakout room will be available after the service if you want to pray with anyone. Um, Dave Thurston and Kate Gartside will be there to to pray with you Um, and if you want to have a bit of a a catch up with people just um, stay on uh, the main Zoom page and, and we can have a bit of a, a catch up afterwards as well. Okay, uh, let's join together now. So if you want to stick yourself on gallery view if you can and uh, take yourself off mute um, and then you can see everybody um, and we can hear each other and uh, may the grace. We say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the Amen. 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 Amen